You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture and all things related to it. New episodes are released daily. For more information, check out glossahouse.com and subscribe to our channels on Spotify and YouTube. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Grammar Point. This is Fred Long, and I'm going to start a series looking at purpose constructions. And what you're looking at is uh, the opening slide of a paper that I presented back in 2022 at the Biblical Greek Language and Linguistics section. And uh, it was a very well-received paper. I've not published this. It'll probably be a chapter in a book, uh, a big book on grammar constructions. So um, what is a purpose clause? Let's talk about purpose clauses. Purpose clauses, well, maybe just even before we get to the definition, my take on Greek grammar is that it's construction-based. Constructions all the way up. So in a sense, I'm a constructor grammarian, and uh, this uh, construction grammar is related to so uh, cognitive grammar. So I'm influenced also by cognitive grammar, which is a big field. But I would maintain that constructions construe, oh, actually convey construal. Constructions convey construal. So there's often something that is said, um, you know, choice implies meaning. I want to take that a step further and say that constructions convey uh, construal. Choice um, implies meaning is fine. That's right. Choice implies meaning. But but that choice, when that choice invies, uh, choice implies, uh, involves a construction, that constructions convey construal. Now, what this is a technical term in cognitive grammar. Construal has to do with how the event or action or situation is portrayed, like from which vantage point or which aspect is in particular focus. That's construal. And language is very good at construal. And often there's like a spatial dimension to it. So that's just kind of the way that our brains work. And so that's kind of the beauty of working with a cognitive uh, grammatical model is that uh, grammar is explained and and given illumination by way of studied and uh, human uh, conceptual uh, realities, like uh, cognitive um, practices, like how the mind works and studies are being done with how how we process things and particularly how that affects our use of language and grammar. So. Just uh, this, just just a way as a kind of a a, a framework. Uh, this is my framework. Constructions convey construal. So here's um, just in this opening episode, just to show you a couple of um, purpose clauses uh, found in Matthew five sixteen and Matthew five seventeen. So utos lempsato tofos umon emprosten ton. Anthropon. So here's a nice uh, setup. Uh, purpose clauses will entail a means and then a goal or an end. 
Well, what's the goal? Well, the goal in this case, we'll put the goals in yellow. The goal here is upos, upos idosin umon ta kala erga. So let your light shine <laughs> before people in such a way that they see your good deeds. So notice the fronting of the umon there. Okay, so the means is letting your light shine before people. So we have to be visible. So there's some aspect of visibility that is needed. People need to see our light. Okay, we can't hide our light. So this is Sermon of the Mount. You don't set a you know, light on a hill, a city on a hill, uh, and expect it not to be seen. You don't light a, a light and put it under a bushel. It won't be seen. So we're supposed to be visible. And this visibility is to lead people to see uh, your good deeds. So there is visibility needed. And this is a two-stage purpose clause because you have a ke. So they see your good deeds and glorify your Father in who is in the heavens, your Father in the heavens. So there's a two-stage purpose, seeing and glorifying. So people are to see, and that's the means. Uh, well, that's really the, you know, you're supposed to let your light shine. That's the means. And this leads to the goal of seeing and glorifying. So that's the ultimate goal is that both of these things occur. And I take it that the glorification here um, is, is conversion in a sense. I mean, people are attracted. They're converted to God because of us. Okay, so Jesus is calling us to this kind of reality. Now, this construction um, entails up, uh, opos, opos. Now, a more typical connector that means purpose is ina. We don't have ina here. We have opos. And in this paper, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to be doing is looking at different types of of purpose constructions. And believe me, there's actually a lot. I think I came up with 12. So 12 different ways to express purpose constructions. And so the goal of this paper is to look at construal, the construal of each. And I would say that this one, opos, notice that I've translated it in such a way that, in such a way that opos is marking manner. And in such a way that expresses kind of a movement or goal, but that also that, that is, is concerned about manner. And of course, that's, that's important, right? Because um, how we are light makes all the difference, right? Because in the same Sermon of the Mount, in the next chapter, Jesus is going to say, don't do your acts of piety uh, to be seen by people. Like, don't do that in a way that is wrong. So there's obviously a type of way of, of showing your stuff, your deeds of righteousness, which is wrong. So the manner, the magic is in the manner. Like that's how we're supposed to do it. There's a manner that is important. And so Jesus is going to be talking about that in the rest of the sermon. So do your let your light shine in such a way before people that they see, in such a way that they see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now this verse, what's so neat about this verse is that 
um, it's abutted to the next verse that is Jesus's purpose in coming. Uh, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or prophets. So there's a negative statement. So coming is the means and then the end is the fulfillment. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So there's the fulfillment. Now, this particular uh, construction entails an uk Allah construction. I didn't come to abolish, but here's the correction, to fulfill. So coming is the means by which the fulfillment uh, takes place. So this causes us to ask questions about the means. You know, how does the means produce the fulfillment? I mean, that is a great question, right? What is it that Jesus did when he came? Like, why did he come the way he did? And why is that so important in the fulfillment of the law and the prophets? Okay, so that's a good question. So just to recognize that purpose constructions entail a means to an end, we're off and running. And so this is another type of purpose construction that involves a verb of motion plus an infinitive with an infinitive that expresses means to end. So we're just getting started this grammar point. Just want to introduce you to purpose constructions and that construction choice or constructions convey construal. Yeah. All right. Hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glossa House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.